This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. See, I told you Colin wasn't listening when I gave that talk about just waiting a second before you talk, right? So Colin, a little hint, so it might say 38 minutes, 45 seconds, but that doesn't include any music. We're not going to play any more songs. <laughs> We're done with songs. Just picture her up to play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tracks. So you do the maths. Sorry if I sound condescending. We should wrap it up then. Well, if you think that's a good idea, unless you want to play a whole heap more music. Just listen to me on this wrapped up. Listen to me, he says. Listen to me. Can you do it again smoothly or? What? From how far back? Uh, from the bit where we said good afternoon, welcome to Expanding Horizon. Expanding Horizons. Good afternoon and welcome to Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. It's another beautiful day in Christchurch. It's always beautiful. And of course, here in the studio, I'm Cole and right next to me is Stu. How are you going, Stu? Yeah, well, that's the first. I'm good, but that's the first lie you've told because you're in your home studio. I'm yeah. in my home studio because we're back, we're back in lockdown. Yeah, Stu, I'm always with you, Stu. <laughs> so it's an Expanding Horizons lockdown special. And I was thinking about them the other day because we had Marina on when we. We, we did it and we had Rob from the Firebird on when we did our last ones, didn't we? That's, that's quite right, we did. Yeah, it was lots of fun. It's going to be fun today too. It is, so we'll have a chat about a few things, won't we? And we'll uh, play play as much music as we can so people doesn't, yeah. don't have to listen to us. People don't want to listen to us in the no, lockdown. But they might want the company, right? Yeah, that's true. They probably want better company, I'd say. <laughs> it's not us, not us. We, not don't us. Need, we don't need the company. No one's phoning me up going, Cole, I'm missing your company. <laughs> oh, I did yeah. not get my call. Oh, sorry, yes, I did actually. <laughs> I thought you were just jesting me there, Stu, jesting. So what have you been doing, Stu? What oh, have well, you been doing? I've been uh, doing a bit of work, doing some work around the house. I, I've emptied the spa, and I'll, I, we'll have a chat about that later and my troubles with that. Right. And, um, and watching some things on TV. Right. Yeah. And exercising. It's been good. It's been good for all those things because the weather's been quite agreeable, hasn't it? We'll talk a bit more about that. Yeah, so, soon. Yeah, we will. So we're going to start with some tracks. Yep. And as usual, you've supplied a magnificent list of music. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The so, Bridge City Sinners one I, I just saw the other day. It was only just been released. Yeah. Right. And this is Unholy Hymns, is it? Unholy Hymns. Yeah. People should watch it because um, it's great. Great video. All right, let's do it. This is the Bridge City Sinners with Unholy Hymns and you're on Expanding Horizons Unlocked Down on Plains FM.
expanding horizons, offering an eclectic mix for the discerning listener. Expanding Horizons, 96.9. 
And you're on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. It's Stu and Cole, and we're in lockdown. And that was The Living End with Prisoner of Society. And before that, we had The Bridge City Sinners with Unholy Hymns. Stu, I remember when that Prisoner of Society came out. Man, Australia loved that. that oh, really? That song. Oh, my gosh. I think wow. it came out in the... Uh, I'm going to say in the late 90s, but it, I could be wrong. Maybe nice. early 2000s. But. Australia's all about prisoners, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, very true, very poignant, <laughs> Stu. Whatever you do, don't mention that in Australia, That's right? A, a nation a, founded, t- founded on prisoner society. T- touchy, touchy point there, <laughs> Stu, touchy point. But very true, and very this- true. And it's interesting how it is true, but they still don't like it being no. talked about, right? No, no, you, a good I prison. mean, you have to get a start somewhere, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's interesting, you know, talking about that, um, how they idolise, like, Ned Kelly and the Bushranger, mm, mm. the ideas of Bushrangers. It's written so um, much into Australian folklore and cultural history, um, that idea of, you know, of it, like a noble band of um, bad people. Yeah. You know, that they were, they were nasty, but they were up against the system, you know, so that it was okay. Right. You know, and, um, you know, people get a lot of Ned Kelly tattoos. I mean, the guy wasn't a nice guy, right? No, not at all. And he killed people and he yeah. robbed people. Yeah. But at, at some time distance, it's okay because he was up against the law, mm. you know. Mm. And um, that the idea that on, you know, when he was being hung, his last words were such as life, you know, that he's got some noble words mm. that people get tattooed on them as well. It's very interesting, a very interesting how um, cultures do that. I mean, in the United States, I guess, there is some obsession with um, people who are serial killers and also, you know, when I think of Bonnie and Clyde, oh, yeah. you know, there's, an, there's a bit of an obsession with them as well, isn't there? And they That's were right. just, you know, they just shot people, right, and robbed mm. people. Yeah, the anti-heroes. Yeah, but for some people, they, they're um, you know they quite like them, don't they? Well, that's right. And I mean, Ned Kelly, he fought the law, but the law won, right? <laughs> oh, we should have played that, Stu. That was a good segue to playing. I fought the law by the clash, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and you know, the law did win in the end, didn't they? Mm, that's right. And yeah. Actually, when I was in um, Waco in Texas, Stu, they have two museums there. Um, that I went to, and one of them was the Texas Sporting Hall of Fame, and which is quite interesting if you're ever in Waco, Texas, which is not a bad little place to be, actually. It has Baylor University, and but also the Texas Sporting Hall of Fame has George Foreman's um, boxing gear from the Rumble in the Jungle. Oh, right, and one of his Shaquille grill. O'Neal. It's got his grill so, in there as well. No, yeah. <laughs> That would be very interesting, wouldn't it, right next to it? Because <laughs> they do love a tailgate barbecue in that state. And I remember um, going to a basketball game and Baylor University was playing. It was Thanksgiving weekend, I think, or around about then. And everyone turned up in their, you know, their big pickup trucks and tail and did some tailgate barbecuing you know in the car park mm-hmm. but um what i was going to say is they also have another museum which is dedicated to, to the texas rangers the real texas rangers but there is a room that's dedicated solely to walker texas ranger oh, wow. like the the guy from the tv show. there's a super big cutout of um chuck norris, chuck norris. And, <laughs> anyway but in one of the rooms like one of the rooms is just filled with cases with guns in them right mm. photos of texas rangers wearing their guns and their stars and their whatever but there's a whole cabinet that's just filled with bonnie and clyde guns wow 
and um, that was really interesting. And mm. one of the chaps that I knew when I was there was telling me how his grandparents always told him that Bonnie and Clyde turned up one day on their doorstep and just told them that they were staying there for a couple of days and not to tell anyone. Wow. And um, his grandparents always said that they were very nice people, mm. very polite, and um, just hit out and then disappeared. Wow, that, that's a cool story. Now tell me, is there a room there as well for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, but there should be, right? There's not one there for the Waco Branch Davidians um, <laughs> issue either. But, um, maybe that was that was some time ago, Stu. Maybe mm. time time has softened that emotional blow. Maybe there is now. <laughs> but right. it was quite an interesting Waco, quite an interesting day. Yeah, it sounds it. It very mm. much sounds it. Tarnished. Um, Tarnished though, right? Yeah, well, when you tell yeah, people, that's the yeah. first. If they if they're old enough, and they mm. remember the issue with Branch Davidians and the yeah, FBI, yeah. that's the first thing they think of. But that's right. when you go around the town, like I'd ask people, and they'd go, "Oh, we didn't really see those people very much." Right. Mm. Um, when they came in, they just did their business, and then they just went away. Mm. You know, it so sounds it's quite interesting. Yeah, it sounds like your visit there. You were a bit of an investigative journalist, <laughs> going around no. asking people questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm a nosy. I'm a nosy sort. <laughs> a regular Louis Thoreau. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't go carried away with it. Well, Theroux. Um, Theroux. Theroux. Yeah. Theroux. But um, that was interesting. It was quite a culture shock yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, mm. Texas, it really is, everything is bigger in Texas. Yep. The cars are bigger. The people were taller. I just, mm. I, I was somewhat struck by how um, big everyone seemed. Everyone right. seemed a lot taller than me. I don't usually mm. notice oh. that when I'm just around around town. I thought you in were Texas, lead- they were a lot bigger. Right. I thought you were leading into some sort of obesity thing. Not at all. Not at all. They right. did like they did like everything, big steaks, big everythings, you know. <laughs> and um, they all drove a lot of big trucks with big um, gun racks on the back. But that's their business, right? That's, their that's business. right. That's, all right. Um, anyway, we've well, got some songs. Yeah, let's do some music. There's plenty right. of other nonsense coming up, so we'll, we'll do some music. So yeah, this, no is, this is the mods and Ooh. Let Me Be The One. And you're on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM.
Doing it live, 96.9 FM. Calls at his place. Social distancing on Expanding Horizons, 96.9. And you're back on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9 with Stu and Cole. And we're doing this show remotely. And we just had some music there from, from Merton Parkers with Face in the Crowd. And before that, we had The Mods with Let Me Be The One. And Cole, so you, 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 yeah, you were going to say some things about this. No, Stu, yeah, because um, what happened, you know, when you're in lockdown, you start getting all your albums out and you started categorising them and... <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have to think about this, them. This isn't a uh, sales pitch for you, is it? No, no, not at all. Not <laughs> You're at all. not trying because you were talking about selling some of your albums. Yeah, I, well, I've started um, selling some of my CDs, but um, mm. yeah, I think they're awesome. Other people maybe not so much. Huh? But um, <laughs> have this, you got any? The, have you got any culture club? Uh, no, <laughs> sorry, Stu. Sorry, Stu. I haven't, and I haven't got any Frankie goes to Hollywood either. What about some? And, what about some Wham? <laughs> I got rid of those years ago. <laughs> no, um, no, none of those, I'm afraid, Stu. None of those. Um, I haven't. So that wouldn't be in my quality section of my um, collection. But I haven't got them. Sorry. But I was going to say, um, I do have a a double CD of called Mods Mayday '79, which was a collection of live live performances by a variety of mod revivalist bands at a place called the um, Bridge House um, in London. And so the Merton Parkers, famously probably because Mick Talbot, who went on to play keyboards for the Sire Council 
and also Dixie's Midnight Runners was in the Merton Parkers. Right. And the mods, just because I absolutely love that um, catchy guitar, upbeat pop that they did. So it was great. So that's it. So, yeah, I'm not trying to right. sell that one off yet. <laughs> yet. Not yet. Not yet, but watch yeah. the space. Watch this space, yeah. And if you're interested in paying a lot of money for it, just call me. <laughs> you might be able to buy it anywhere else, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so lockdown, that always inspired, well, last year it inspired me to do some things around the house. And so I've done some of the normal things like mow the lawn and, and pull some weeds. But uh, it was time to empty the spark hole. Oh, my gosh, Jim. That's a monumental moment, isn't it? And clean it. And stupidly... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's important. Bit. And stupidly, I emptied it and then left it for a couple of days. And so what you get is a bit of a scum mark, like a bath, around the right. top of it, which um, wasn't as easy to clean after two days. So I had to get you know, apply a bit of elbow grease to it. Oh. But anyway, that's can you, can you buy elbow grease at the um, <laughs> warehouse? Or? Well, I think it's no. an essential item, yes. So you probably can. <laughs> you probably can. Um, so yeah, got got that done. It's sparkling now. And then I went to refill it yesterday, um, and the hose connection seems a little. I couldn't get it out again. So um, so that, that was a little bit frustrating. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do there because I really need to get the. The hose connection out so that I can close the connection so the water won't just pour out when no. I refill it. <laughs> Do they go brittle in the sun or the weather? What's that? Is it like a, the hose connection? Is yeah. it like rubber or plastic? Yeah. Or? yeah, it's plastic, but it's hard plastic. No, okay. I mean, this is a riveting conversation about plastics, but but yeah, yeah. it is. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I'd like to say it was frozen, but but I don't think it was yeah. frozen. I, um, I was going to say, Stu, you talk about plastics. Years ago, I worked with a with a lady whose um, partner was doing his PhD and trying to invent a plastic that never broke down. Wow. And this was 20-odd years ago. Yep. And his idea was it would be environmentally sound because it would never deteriorate. Sure. So mm. I'm just going to say he didn't get his PhD. No. <laughs> he, never worked. he never did it, right? No. But um, it was an interesting concept, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so. absolutely. Talking about plastics. Mm. So anyway, that's my spa story. I haven't been able to play my spa list because... I was just going to say, Stu, what are you going to... Yeah, you have to sit on the side. Yeah, it's. I think it's time to go through my spa list, actually, and cull a few things. Oh, so. is, it grown, is it grown to be unwieldy to work I, it's, with? It's quite long. It's quite long. And the promises I've made about putting things on my spa list, that's the other thing. I have, to listen, I have to listen back to our shows. Yeah. Every time I've said that's going on the list. Is it is it in the um? What about your run list? Is your spa list and your run list similar? Oh, they are similar. Yeah, I've, I've added some tracks uh, to that actually because I watched the Suicide Squad. Um, a oh, week the new so, one. Yeah, the new one a week or so ago, right. and um, it's got quite a good soundtrack. And so yeah. there's, a, there's a few things added. Hey, talking of things that you've been watching, Stu, um, have you been watching some good things? Some yeah, well, I come I'm, across your screen. I managed to get the opportunity to watch The Green Knight, which I've watched right. three times, so I quite enjoyed it. It's <laughs> it's a, it's the type of film that's right up my alley, and there's plenty going on, even though it's quite a, a drifty slow burn, I guess. Oh, okay. But yeah. it's based on um, a 14th century poem, Sir Garwin and the Green Knight, which is from. You know some of the art Arthurian lore, I think is how you might say it. Uh, King Arthur, Arthurian, yeah, Arthurian, 
There we go. Yeah. That's better. Um, you're more cultured than I am, Cole. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that, Stu. <laughs> so um, we'll just get an e- we'll just get messages from people who are. <laughs> so yes, he the Green Knight pays a visit to Arthur's court on Christmas Day and challenges the court to face him, stri- strike him with one blow with his with his axe, and um, the only deal is that in one year's time he gets to return the blow. So it could be a nick or it could be a fatal blow, and Garwain or Garwin, depending on who you are and how cultured you are, um, the volunteers to do it, and he chops the Green Knight's head off. And then to his surprise, horror, amazement, the Green Knight gets up and grabs his head and says, oh, well, I'll see you in one year, mate, and uh, rides away. And so then in a year's time, Garwin sets out on his journey to face the Green Knight, and things happen along the way. So it's... Um, it's quite absorbing. I, I found it pretty absorbing, and you know this, it's it's well acted as well. So Deb Patel plays Garwain, and um, right. Joel Edderton is in it as well, and uh, Alicia Vikander, and um, you know some other reasonably well. It's a small cast, um, but it's it's acted really well, and it's yeah. There's a lot to think about in it, and who's actually pulling the strings. Uh, I've read the poem as well, uh, or the translation of the poem. <clears throat> um, because it's written in you know 14th century English or 15th century English, so yeah. it's um, it's it's a good watch. I encourage people to to watch The Green Knight once once they're able to. Um, there's another film that's coming up for release, I think, in September or October, which is a Wes Anderson film called The French Dispatch. So I'm really looking Ooh, forward to that I've seen coming. The shorts for that. Yeah, I think it looks great. It that looks, looks good. Great. Yeah. I was going to ask you about. Um, I saw on IMDb the other day, Stu, The Eternals. Oh yeah. Have you? Is that something that's come across your? Oh yeah, I'm not a great fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and right. so um, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I might check it out. This, I mean, we're getting inundated with a whole lot of Marvel stuff, and there. So the Eternals, yeah, it's kind of an interesting. Um, I don't know anything about it really. Apart from right. that, it's directed by the director, and I've forgotten her name, who directed um, the Academy Award-winning film this year that I found a real bore fest, but you didn't mind. <laughs> oh, Nomadland. Nomadland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's yeah, yeah she's behind that. So oh, it could be quite good. I mean, she's quite an interesting director. But I just uh, I do have a little bit of superhero fatigue, even though I watched Suicide Squad recently as I said. But uh, that's a, a little bit different space, that film. The world has gone mad, Stu, for um, for, Marvel, for superheroes, haven't they? Yeah. Maybe it's... it's a sign of the times that we need superheroes. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I guess. Oh, that's very good. Uh, it's interesting, <laughs> it's interesting though, you know, uh, directors like her picking up some of these Marvel things because, you know, why they do these sort of pop-gunny films, because she's a really quite arthouse I mean, if you've seen Nomad Land, which you have, it's it's a slightly different film, isn't it? Yeah, and, oh, yeah um, that's right. And so they do these sort of Marvel projects so they can make a lot of cash, so therefore they can make the films they really want to make um, down the track, which is yeah, quite a yeah. cunning plan. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, time for some more music then. Yeah. What do you got, Stu? What's oh, lined up? Right, so, we've, of... <laughs> so we've got uh, the kick. We're stuck on the edge of a blade. Oh, yeah. Well, this yeah. is such a good. I love this track. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's it's do it. It's so fast and upbeat. Up, yeah. 
Okay, so let's do it. This is the kick. We're stuck on the edge of a blade in your expanding horizons on Planes FM 96.9. offering an eclectic mix for the discerning listener. Time for action. This is 
Stu's at his house, Cole's at his place. Social distancing on Expanding Horizons, 96.9. And you're on Expanding Horizons on Planes FM 96.9 with Stu and Cole. And that was Secret Affair with Time for Action. And before that, we had The Kick with Stuck on the Edge of a Blade. And we're doing the show, uh, we're in lockdown. We have been in lockdown. So we're staying safe, aren't we, Cole? We are. We are. And Mm. I was just going to say, Stu, the... um, that Secret Affair track, um, probably the one off their first album that really made them and got right. people's attention. I think that they're, you know, a very good band. Mm. And they would have been a very, very good band. They're always kind of tied to that mod revival. Right. But despite that, I think that they were very good songwriters. And um, for sure. Time for Action is, Time for Action mm. is a classic, you know. Yeah. And, and that um, The Edge one, mm. uh, I, I have that on a compilation album. Right. Um, of kind of mod, mod stuff, and I was just when I heard it, I was like, "Wow!" It just instantly grabs you. Yeah, you know? yeah it's cool. It's very cool. Hey, um, uh, I before that, I was just going to say, just reminded me, Secret Affairs. That's still a popular genre in film and TV, isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it's not strictly a genre, but it's it's one of those things. Uh, just some things I've been watching recently, or you know, have been playing in the background. Lots of affairs. Right. Secret and not so secret. That's interesting. Yeah, people yeah. like the um, covert relationships, mm, don't they? Mm, and mm. Um, it's it's yes. always, I guess, it's always a a spark for different things to happen. You know, whether yeah, it be cr- can, you know crime, um, yeah, that sort of stuff, right? Or rom coms. I think of well, <laughs> yeah. I, hey, there was a secret affair at the start of um, <laughs> Love Actually. I'll have you know. With uh, Colin Firth's brother, yeah, it's and only his wife. It's only August. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll mention love. We'll mention love actually later in the year, shall we? Right. Anyway, hey, uh, no. you had something you so, want to talk about. So, what you've been watching? You've been doing some interesting watching. I've been reading a book. I bought it earlier on in the year. It's called "The Weirdest People in the World" by Joseph Henrik, and he is from British Columbian University. He's a sociologist, mm-hmm. and so "weirdest" all in uppercase is his 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 word for Western educated, industrialized, rich, and democratic. Right. And he what he's he's talking about how. Um, that Western Western idea and our society and our psychological approaches to life have been shaped by what's gone on in the past and how um, the West became so successful and the different parts of our lives and, and kind of where our thinking has developed. So right. he's talked about um, the role that uh, literature or the ability to read um, people being literate has how that has shaped people's points of view, and he talked briefly. Or talked, you know, he he quotes. He's quoting research, right? So this is not some flimsy um, theory that he's put together. He talks about how the Lutheran, the develop of the the development of the Lutheran Church in Germany under Martin Luther and his ideas of enabling people to read so they could read the Bible, quite spread. Literate, um, literate communities, and then what they thought and how they interacted with each other, right? And how that spread across the world. So that was earlier on, and it's quite a, a um, quite a content dense book. So each page is has got quite a lot of information. So I, I 
I don't. I can't read it quickly, Stu. But um, I'm just saying. He's at the moment, though. This is very interesting. He's talking about. He's been talking about kinship, mm-hmm. and how um, you know people's develop their kinships and they marry and this kind of thing. And he was saying that in the fifth century, there was a the Pope Gregory the First. Um, Gregory the Great, I believe his name is, had a letter sent to him by one of his emissaries who was in Kent in Britain mm-hmm. who wanted um, wanted some clarification around who was allowed to marry who because the king of Britain at the time had just married a Frankish queen. She right. then became, I think her name was changed to Bertha or Bertha. Um, <laughs> anyway... Right, but he wanted clarification, this man, about mm. who was allowed to marry who. Right. And so then then rolled on a whole load of um, decrees over the next couple of hundred years about who was allowed to marry who in regards to um, things like arranged marriages, right. which nowadays seem quite strange in Western culture. Mm. But at the time, was every was always done like that. Oh, yeah. So some cultures in the world still persist with, you know, um, arranged marriages, but at the time the Britons did it. Hmm. But also what was considered taboo, who you could marry. Hmm. So um, nowadays, I mean, you can't marry first cousins and you can't marry your siblings kind of thing. You can't? But in, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in those days they stretched it out to, you know, sixth cousins and, for example, if your brother's... Um, if, you, if your brother died, you couldn't then marry your brother's wife because mm. she was considered your sister. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think back to my nan, um, my dad's mother, mm. who um, after the First World War, her sister died, so then she married her brother-in-law, right. which was acceptable mm. in, in you know that post-First World War era. Yeah. But back, Pope, Pope Gregory outlawed that. Oh, and wow. that was considered incest. Mm. So it's interesting because it changed the face of the way um, people then considered who you fall in love with and who you marry because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was all the romantic love, which then all the poetry and everything came out of that in the books. Mm. But also how land was passed down through families. Sure. And um, because before that it was just you had the land because you were the family. Right, and then and then people were allowed. Nowadays, you're allowed to give away your goods to whoever you like, but that wasn't the case in those days. So no. it was very, it's very interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. I mean, you were talking yeah. about arranged marriages in in, yeah. in England. I mean, that's the whole history of the royal family, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and to a degree, it still happens that way. Well, I was going to say the other thing he's just mentioned is that I mean, this was outlawed unless you had enough money to pay for it to be okay. Right. You know, right. yeah, and yeah. then you could just do what you like, mm, marry who course, you want, if you had the money. Yeah, of course. If you had the money. If you had the money. You know. mm. So, no, quite interesting, because I found that very interesting, Stu. Good yeah. book, good book. Yeah, and you, you're not in the book anywhere. No, not that <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> No. But I'm, I'm right into the book, if that, if that helps. <laughs> uh, that's, right. No, that's good. That's a, so, Weirdest People in the World by... Joseph Henrik. Joseph Henrik. Henrik. Right. Yeah, and that's um, that's my lockdown read at the moment. Oh, that's, that's good. good. That's good. All right. I think, well, we've got time, I think, for uh, one more track. 
so we're gonna we're gonna do another mods track and then we'll be back and we'll wrap up a little bit so this is the mods and tonight's the night and maybe tonight is the night colin could be you never know you just never know and you're on expanding horizons on plane 2 On the telephone, I knew it had to be you. You made a date and a place to me. I wasn't sure what to do. All the time that I've known you, girl, I've been wishing you were in my arms. And I won't be dreaming of your own sweet tender charm. And now is the time I waited for. And now I'm gonna love you like you've never been loved before. I'll be grateful if tonight's the night for me If I ask you to be my girl, I wonder what you say If I told you that I loved you, girl, would you walk away? All these people say I must be mad Cause I live my life in a trance But the only thing that makes me sad Is the thought that I won't have my chance And now is the time I waited for And now I'm gonna love you like you've never been loved before I'll be waiting tonight Anticipating tonight I'll be grateful if tonight's tonight for me I'll be crying tonight, tonight. I'm nearly dying tonight, tonight. I've got a feeling it's too nice tonight for me See my heart and see my soul All these things that I want you to know See my head and see my dreams You're the only thing it's seen Yeah! Girl, I've been wishing you were by my side And these feelings that I feel for you are all bottled up inside And now is the time I waited for And now I'm gonna love you like you've never been loved before I've been waiting tonight, tonight Anticipating tonight, tonight I'll be grateful if tonight's tonight for me Hey, Chase, right, that's right. Expanding Horizons, doing it live, 96.9 FM. I hear the train are coming. It's rolling around a bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison 
And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be a good boy Don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno Just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing I hang my head and cry There's rich folks eating from a fancy dining car They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can't be free But those people keep a moving And that's what tortures me Doing it live, 96.9 FM. See 
Okay, you're on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9, and it's been good, Cole. It's gone fast, even though uh, we're at home. Yeah, no, it has gone quick. Lots of... And I notice um, when I'm at home, Stu, you know, I get lots of things done in my day. It just goes very fast. Yeah, it does go... It could be. Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, it does go fast, but it's... I find it quite relaxing as well. Yeah, it's good. It's kind of peaceful and quiet. It is. It is. And um, as I say, it is tonight could be the night because football is on again and it's Saturday night and it all could be happening, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, West Ham's top of the table. There's a few teams on equal points, right? But yeah. West Ham's made a good start. Liverpool's made a good start. Uh, yeah. Bright- Brighton's made a good start. They have made a good start, haven't they? And, once, um, once the um, midweek games and cup games bite, mm. then we'll see where everyone goes. Well, that'll be the thing for West Ham, right? Because they're in the Europa League yeah, and so they'll be playing. What is it? A Thursday and then a Sunday or whatever. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> UK time that is. So yeah, that'll be tough for them. Yeah, uh, if they pick up a that's few when injuries. You see the squad, didn't yeah. you? That's right, yeah. and that's why I think Liverpool's actually built quite nicely. They haven't um, bought a lot of players. In fact, they've only bought one. But uh, they've brought back some players on loan who were on loan, and uh, they're looking all right. Semekis yeah. has made a good start, um, filling in for Andy Robinson. You were yeah. talking to me about that young lad, that Harvey Elliott. Yeah, guy. Harvey Elliott. So he looks good too. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much Klopp plays him because he'll he's only 18, right? And so they will manage him, but he's definitely good enough um, and adds a real, a bit of a attacking, um, a bit of an attack to, to their attack, if you like. But if, <clears throat> he's not afraid to have a go. That's what he's you got, want, He's it? got some good skills. He looked. I thought he looked pretty good after a little bit of a nervous start, but you'd expect that. Um, he really came right <clears throat> halfway through and, the first half. I mean, the other thing is, Stu. I mean, he's doing his debut, or you know, playing some early games, and he's mm. in front of a big crowd, and you know, that's always setting him off, isn't it? Oh, that's right. And I know Arsenal hasn't made the best start, but I was listening to something the other day where Arteta has made an investment in in youth, so they haven't yep. purchased anyone. I think over twenty over 23 and so there's always going to be a little bit I was wondering why I hadn't got the call up I've got the shirt I'm ready to go I'm sure you are so the only problem with that is he might not be there to see them when they turn 24 right (laughs) 
that's but very anyway, true. I hope they stick that's with him because I think he's got a little bit about him. And they're playing yeah. Man, uh, Arsenal's got Man City this weekend, so they've had a really tough start to the season. Yeah, yeah. And so hopefully they can get one over Man City because I will not be upset if that happens. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be good, mate. I yeah. wouldn't mind tipping him either. That's right. Anyway. Yeah. Right. This that's isn't the football show. No, but it's been a very, very good show. It has it's some great music. So thanks, Cole. And um, we'll probably, whether we're in or out of lockdown, uh, we'll probably do another lockdown one next weekend just to be safe, right? Yeah, that'd be I good. Think, I think yeah. we will do that. No so, worries. Um, it's been great, Stu, but it's, it's time to get up, get down, and stay inside, probably. <laughs> and stay inside. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Okay, see you. Bye. Bye.